For 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. With Bola, Join us. You're just in time for the Hootenanny. Yeah. everybody in this room is. Yeah. <laughs> kind of makes you think, man, I, what did I do with my childhood? I kind of wear a muscle. Have you watched Maddie, too, how she's directing? Her hands are busy, but she's got them all together. They've been performing for us all morning long, and most impressive thing is they've got four different instruments, or four uh-huh. different sisters, and you never see them playing the same instrument when they come back. <laughs> they just continue to change and rotate. That's awesome. <laughs> Very impressive. We're live for the Hootenannies, Hootenanny. 64th anniversary sale here at Sanderson Ford. Do you know Lance, uh, our travel team, had never heard the word Hootenanny before? <laughs> Are we getting older or what? Hootenanny is just, what does Hootenanny mean? It means party, it means fun, it means music, right? And it, it is in the dictionary. Okay, well, I'll have him look it up. <laughs> and the uh, Arizona Wildflowers will be performing live for two hours starting here at 11 o'clock, and they'll be serving free hot dogs as well. And we've got plenty of ice cold water in the patio Palavap cooler that's out there keeping everyone cooled off and hydrated. Very good. And we're here to answer your questions about home remodeling and home improvement. And right now we've got, as the, as as y'all call in and Gary puts you in queue, and we want to talk a bit about countertops. But before we do, when we're live at events like this, you never know what celebrities are going to show up. <laughs> and uh, we we are are very blessed to have Mr. Al McCoy. Sit down and join us here at the broadcast booth. Mr. McCoy. It's it's great to be here. Now, I have to say something. Uh, listening to these uh, terrific musicians perform, early in my career, 
I worked at uh, a big 50,000-watt radio station in Des Moines, Iowa, WHO. And they employed all kinds of musicians in those days, and basically it was country music. And then every Saturday night was the highlight because it was the Iowa Barn Dance Frolic. Oh, boy. And hearing this music, and these gals are so terrific, reminded me, because we did a lot of live shows during the day featuring these musicians, and then Saturday night was the big Iowa Barn Dance Frolic. And I'm sure you have a lot of listeners here this morning that are originally from Iowa that remember those days. But these gals, the Wildflowers, are something special. It's going to be great to be hearing them really in concert here in another hour or so. Now, Al, am I remembering this right in reading your biography? I mean, you started in music radio. Yes. Yeah, well, I did. And, uh, you know, uh, two things have been dominant in my life, music and sports. And, uh, uh, you know, I got my way through college both working in radio and working with dance bands. I was a piano player. And so those two things have been dominant, uh, uh, not only in my lifetime, but in my career. And you came to Phoenix as a DJ. What was it, Chris? Well, no, no, that's a bad word. Okay. I was at Crux. Crux. But I actually. 1360, Crux. That's right. One of the Crux good guys. But actually, I came here to do Phoenix Giants baseball, which was the AAA team that was here at that time. Uh, but they eventually, and there was an old ballpark down at Central and Mojave, and they came here with the stipulation that there was going to be a new ballpark. Well, you know, sometimes those things don't happen. <laughs> and so uh, the team moved. They went to Tacoma, Washington. So I didn't want to go to Tacoma. I wanted to stay here. I was actually working what was then cool radio and television. And that's when I left and went to Crux. And, of course, Crux and Chris were the two dominant oh, popular music stations in those days. I still and remember it was a lot of fun. 12, 50, 13, yeah, 60. All right, you got it. Those were, the, right. those were the two buttons yeah. on the AM radio That's right, right there. That's right. And every once in a while, I'd, even as a kid going to high school, I'd tune into KLY and have Bill Haywood and, and sure. Mother Moon and right. Ranger Bob. Right. And <laughs> man, those were fun days. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah, man, those were fun were days. Fun days. So you came to Phoenix mm-hmm. to start with the Giants. Now, when would that have been? It was 1958. 58. Boy, it was a nice... Sanderson Ford was just getting going. Don Sanderson uh, started 64 years ago, and uh, so it had only been going a few years when I came out, and that's uh, I met Don at that time. And In fact, uh, uh, Crux, originally, the studios were on Grand Avenue, which was right where the original Don Sanderson Ford was, so... Uh, we knew all the people at Sanderson Ford uh, very early in, uh, in in Sanderson Ford's career. So the Giants moved to Tacoma. Mm-hmm. You moved to Crux. Mm-hmm. What, and then when did you come back into the sports? Well, I know this is a long story jumping around because what transpired is uh, the, the, uh, they built a new ballpark on Van Buren. And the, the Giants came back here, and I went back to Cool Cool and did the games, and then during the interim period, I did sports on TV on Channel 10, and then I'll make this very quick. Then I went back to Crux, and then I did sports on Channel 3 for a while, and uh, then I was at another station, KXIV, for a while with Jim Sparrow and Paul Meemunt and Jack Ware and Frank Pollock and a lot of other names people might remember, and then I did hockey. When the Phoenix Roadrunners Road were runners. here, the Roadrunners, and, uh, and then eventually, 47 years ago, I started with the Suns. I just finished my 47th wow. year with the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Wow, 
That's awesome. So that's it in a nutshell, Rosie. Man, oh man. Well, every celebrity we've had on this morning, we've all we've burdened them with telling us a story of your latest home improvement well, project. Well, obviously, I have lived in the valley a long time, and I've I'm a Glendale person. I'm a West Side guy. Okay. Although uh, through the years I lived in various places, but uh, I've lived in Glendale for a long time, and I did a major remodeling of my home five years ago. And uh, I was very fortunate. Uh, uh, the workers were terrific. I did Great. a lot of it uh, myself uh, from people that I knew and did everything. Uh, flooring, uh, ceiling, uh, walls, uh, everything you can imagine. And I'm so happy that I did it uh, because it just revitalized uh, my home. And, and, of course, you know, because you've been in this business a lifetime, what remodeling can do. And uh, it was uh, uh, an experience, obviously, as it is any time you have work done on your home. But fortunately, the workers, as you have done through the years, uh, made it uh, uh, livable and uh, did a great job. And I was happy that I was able to accomplish it. One of the very first things we do when we meet a client that wants to remodel is try and softly prepare them for the number of decisions that are right. going to have to be right. made. It. It, it will make your head spin. You, you get oh, dizzy. Yes. Well, I, uh, I lived in one room uh, for many, many weeks. And I have to tell you that probably the toughest part about it was because they had done the one room and I moved everything I needed in that one room. And they sealed it off from the rest of the house so I wouldn't get dust. And as you know, all the things that happened. Yeah. And I kept saying, I'm not even going to go out and look. I, I don't <laughs> even want to see anything. So after... A few days of hearing all the noises one morning early, I said, well, I'm going to take a peek in. Well, when I did, I thought, oh, what have I gotten into? You know? oh. But uh, when it was finished, uh, it was all worthwhile. And, uh, of course, you have done such a great job in this marketplace for so many years. I'm sure it's a great feeling for you also when you have finished a job, have accomplished what uh, uh, your client wanted, and to see the expressions that they have, and you know you've done the job, and so do they, and that's, that's a great compliment. Yeah, we've, we've been very fortunate in being able to meet some really, really great people. Um, as a, as a, and you get to know them pretty well mm, yes. when you're in their home or in their kitchen or in their master bedroom suite uh, remodeling some part. But pro professional athletes and um, uh, Fortune 100 CEOs and uh, I mean I could I could write a little book from what I've learned of all the people yes. who I've lived with through their remodel. And you know it, it doesn't matter, Rosie, what business you're in. And as you know, my association with Sanderson Ford has been many, 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 many years, and uh, that's why we love uh, David Kimberly and the people here at Sanderson Ford. I can't. Uh, think of any dealership in America where you can walk into the showroom floor like it is here, and here's one sales representative that's been there 20 years. Here's another one that's been 25. And you go to the service department, the service manager's been there 50. Oh. I can't think of any dealership in America that uh, has what Sanderson Ford here has. And it's, as I said, you're in business. You know what it means to uh, keep uh, clients happy. 
And as I said, I think that's why all of us have been so impressed that my association with Sanderson Ford has been longer than David Kimberley doesn't even want to talk about oh, wow. because he was just a young boy, you know, driving, moving cars around here in the lot, you know, so he doesn't want me to talk about that. Well, it's yes. only it's only going to be a couple more years before we're a fourth-generation Sanderson yes, customer. right. My mom drives a Sanderson Ford. We all drive yes. Sanderson Fords. My kids all drive Sanderson Fords. But the amazing thing is that's not unusual. Oh. Not unusual at all. Yeah. The only, the only person that's been around longer than that is, what, what, what was it, Neil? Neil, Neil Schrock. Schrock. Oh, Schrock. yeah. <laughs> well, he's, just, he's a world traveler now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and he's standing right yes. over here. I just had to get that in. <laughs> Well, he was Neil yeah. was part of you the know, Sanderson family for many, 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 many years, and and we say that yes. in past tense. Yes. He's been retired five years, and every time I'm here, he's still here. <laughs> well, you know, he's in charge of a lot of things, and of course, I know you've talked so many times about the unbelievable museum uh, oh, here man. at Sanderson Ford, and Neil kind of keeps everything shipshape there. I know. Uh, I was. We just did some television commercials there oh, the other great. day, oh. and uh, I'm just so impressed and excited when I get the opportunity to walk through that oh, museum. Man. It's terrific. It is. Mr. Al McCoy, can't thank you enough for stopping well, in it's a, it's and a joining pleasure. us here at Rosie on the House. It's great to see all of your people here. And uh, Rosie on the House is, uh, is a, a phrase and a word and a term that anybody that's ever done any remodeling knows about. So keep up the good work. <laughs> thank you, sir. All thank right. you very much. Don't get your windows replaced until you get an education and a quote from the experts at Pella Windows. So we've got Adam Homer in. Your fiberglass product, in my opinion, it's the right window for Arizona. Explain that a little bit. Pella's got a patented process. Uh, they pull trude fiberglass through this die. Uh, it's a matted material. So unlike a like the back of a shower enclosure, you know how it's random strands and yes, you know, it's yes. all pokey. Right, right. That's not what our windows look like. Uh, it looks like almost like a window screen mesh when it comes through and, and ready to uh, to put into the frame. And once it's all heat sealed and and made rigid, it goes through a powder coating process. So you can get a really nice looking window that's very strong, very durable. What matters is how you treat your doors and windows. They are the weakest link. Take the time to think through the right door and window. Fellas, two locations in Scottsdale and Tucson. Find them at rosieonthehouse.com under Certified Partners. Welcome back to Rosie on the House, where we're broadcasting live from Sanderson Ford for the Hootenanny 64th Anniversary Sale. Come out and take a look at the beautiful lineup of vehicles they've got out here. You'll be able to listen to the Arizona Wildflowers, a young family of young ladies that all play uh, bluegrass, country music. Well, today uh, we get a surprise, the four-year-old brother family of seven children the four-year-old is a boy okay he's gonna do a little, oh, yeah. a little singing and okay a little picking of some kind so fantastic we'll they'll be playing from 11 to 1 there'll be free hot dogs we've got some ice down water for you if you'd like to come out and take a look and take a golf cart around and take a look at some of these vehicles but right now we're gonna move over and talk a little bit about the subject of the hour and uh it's countertops mm-hmm. and it's it's one of those things that I, you've, you've got to put a lot of time 
into selecting your countertop because it's it's one of the things that are how we tell people a lot of times start in your kitchen picking your countertop start there and then select your cabinets then select your floor covering because it's the cabinets that are going to make the biggest statement in that kitchen area and it's probably one of the harder things to replace you can pick up flooring and replace it you can refinish cabinets and and get a whole new look but countertops really can be a lifetime product and the home jennifer and i moved in 35 years ago uh was all tile uh and we got rid of that pretty quick i love tile but i hate a lot of grout but i hate grout and one of the things we went with was a large island we had six kids and now we've got 12 grandchildren so we do a lot of feeding in the kitchen we've got a center island that's 10 feet long and four feet wide lined up with stools so we can set up a buffet or set up a big feed or set up an art studio whatever it is and we made that island uh, I knew what I wanted that countertop to be from the day before we started the remodel. I wanted that center island to be wood butcher block. Well, when you are choosing a countertop, there's a lot to consider. We really expect a lot of them. You know, we've got, we party on them, we eat on them, we serve off of them, we do our office work on them. How many times are we all sitting up there with our laptops? Now? Yeah. You know, and, it's, and then you want, to, it's an investment, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, a good portion of your expense in your kitchen. And so you want it to be something that lasts. You want it to, you don't want something that easily is scarred or messed up, you know, so you have to look at how you live and what's going to work into to your requirements. So the, the wood has worked really, really well for us. I love it. And we get, we get feedback sometimes. Yeah, but it's, it's an organic material and it's, it could breed germs and it's just the opposite the cellulose cells in a wood butcher block actually kills the germs it's one of the cleanest most sanitized countertops you could have yeah and if you go with a natural butcher block not the varnish you know you just right there's an easy amount of care and if you're worried about it then you just use a, a cutting block you know and then and then you have your countertop but no they don't it does not breed uh, germs it's not antibacterial but it it is re- germ retardant yeah it won't breed unless there's if you leave something on the counter it's going to grow but if the counter is clean it's not gonna it's not going to grow germs and how real quick how are you regularly maintaining our butcher block at the house well i i gave butcher block company a call this week they're they're in phoenix they're a distributorship they don't have a uh, warehouse or a showroom but they're just, it's just a wonderful website if you're interested in wood um, they have several companies they represent they also make their own so you can go on there and, and learn how to take care of it. It has lots of good documents on how to take care of stuff. But just real quick, all you have to do is oil it about once a month and then put like a natural sealant, which they carry both things. And then and then occasionally, like once a year, we sand it and start all over. Yeah, like the time Romy brought the wrestling team over and burned a hole in it. You know, <laughs> all, all I had to do is hand him some sandpaper and say, take care of it there, son. And you'd never, you'd never know it was there. Good job. 
more here at Rosie on the House, live at Sanderson Ford for the Hoot Nanny. If you come up to the Rosie on the House booth and say Hoot Nanny, you can have your selection of a num- of any of the promotional prizes left, including Diamondbacks tickets. Welcome back to Rosie on the House, your Saturday morning tradition for 31 years here in the great state of Arizona. Broadcasting live at Sanderson Ford for the 64th anniversary sale. They're calling it their Hoot Nanny sale. And true character of what uh, their grand opening sale was 64 years ago. Now, we've got another guest that we've joined online because uh, he's got another priority and commitment this morning. But we couldn't cover the Hootenanny sale and all the personalities and voices of Sanderson Ford without bringing in the true talent of Homer's Warning Sickness, Brady Bogan. Homie, thank you so much. This is really cool to be on your show. Um, And I'm so excited for one reason, because... I wanted to give out my advice on, on, on kind of fixing stuff if you have problems at the home. And my, my advice is duct tape, Mighty Putty, and Flex Seal fixes everything. You are my ideal prospect for our certified partner <laughs> network. <laughs> the other thing is you, you mentioned the Hoot Nanny sale. And, um, and I, again, I appreciate you bringing me on. And it's really cool because I know you have been a partner with Sanderson Ford. And um, I've been a partner with Sanderson Ford as well, and the one reason that for me and Sanderson is I'm a rookie compared to you. I'm, I've been there with Sanderson Ford for about six years. I love the company because they're involved in the community, and secondly, when it comes to buying cars, here's where I'm tooting the horn. They're, they're in it for the long haul. I've bought numerous cars from Sanderson Ford, and the, the reason being is because they, they've they don't want you just for one sale and you're gone. They want you uh, for life. Here's the last little thing about the Hoot Nanny sale. I'm partaking. I'm picking up an F-150. What year? Um, Is it a new one used? It's a new one. Um, I'm rolling out of my expedition. I had a 2013 expedition. Got 94,000 miles on it. It's, it's it, it was time. So. <laughs> well, um, I've been playing I'm a excited. game and... I've been Sanderson's just been sitting there waiting because they know my strategy. I'm in an 08 F-150, and oh, yeah, you're you're done. You're I'm at one. I'm at 270,000 miles, and whatever comes first, a three thousand dollar repair ticket item or three hundred thousand miles on the odometer. That's my tipping point for my next F-150. <laughs> well, you might you might as well pick out your uh, your car today. It's going to be really tempting to to not leave here in a brand new F-150. You got that right. <laughs> Now, radio listeners, they may know you for the Brady Report. They may know you from the Ask Brady, the Brady's Entertainment Drill, Brady's Barbecue Sauce, Porkopolis. But we got to know one thing. What's the biggest home problem you're fighting right now? Some, I consider it a home problem, but it's my lovely wife. Uh, It's not the home problem. Is always wanting to improve stuff. Uh, The remodeling, you know, once you buy the house, it's the, the, the money pit. You maybe have carpet down for a year or tile or whatever. In, in whatever time period it is, it's old. We need to replace it. It's out of date. Um, let's redo this. Let's redo that. Other than that, I do have a leak going on right now in my, in my shower in the master bathroom. And um, we solved that problem. We're going to just redo the master bathroom. <laughs> that was her idea for the solution. So... 
you know, now plumber. I gotta go get a, I gotta sell some more sauce and some more barbecue. Well, we won't. We'll make that happen. We won't rub it in by saying a, a plumber could probably uh, have uh, fix that for I a couple it. hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you know, I love uh, the golden sweet on your barbecue sauce line. That's probably got to be my favorite. The honey mustard. That's nice. good stuff. Yeah, I have three new flavors that'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks, and I've I got a, a, a three pack of hot sauce. I have a, a prickly pear ghost, a truffle habanero. And an all-natural Louisiana hot sauce. Okay. Well, we'll be testing the all-natural Louisiana one for sure. A little authenticity I, I, check yes, on that. I, I need your input. I, I, I will send you some product, and I, I want your feedback because you've always been great over the years telling me, here, there's a sauce I like here and, and the food, and I appreciate that. Well, thanks for everything you do. Have fun at and be safe at U-Fest and your brand-new F-150. Although, I'd probably wait till after U-Fest to pick up the new truck. <laughs> That's good advice. I, I, I'm going to take you up on that. I, I'm going to get it after. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Brady Bogan from John and Brady's Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Thanks, Brady. You got it. We've had it all this morning, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we really have. The only one, Gonzo, was out of town. Darn. He, <laughs> that, he slipped through, but we've uh, worked hard to get all the different uh, personalities and voices of Sanderson Fort together for one day for their 64th anniversary sale. Well, should we give a little home improvement? Let's finish talking about these get, butcher blocks. What get do you back think? to countertops. Yeah. So we were talking about block countertops. We have a really nice blog on our website, or if you get our email newsletter, and, it's, and it has all kinds. We've compared granite and quartz. We've talked about marble. We've talked about concrete, soapstone, stainless steel. Everything has, you know, kind of a, uh, a benefit, and everything has a little bit of a down. Everything has its pros and cons. Its challenges, yes. So I wanted to talk about this butcher block company, though, in Phoenix. Okay. Uh, you can order them from anywhere. They're online. They'll send you a sample. But if you wanted to order your own, you get a choice. Uh, and these countertops are manufactured in Amish country in the, in the Midwest, okay. in Ohio. 18 species of wood to choose from. Wow. Most popular being maple, of course, and yeah. then walnut. Okay. But then there's beautiful colors of all kinds. And then you got after you decide what color you want emphasized, then you pick the grain style. And I didn't know there were so many choices. You can either have the edge grain, where it's as if you had a 2 by 4 laid up on its side, right, that, that edge. Or plank style, where they're laid down flat, right? Can you picture that? Or... Um, the end of grain where they stand them all up and then it almost looked like a checkerboard on top. So you can have all kinds of different looks just with just by choosing the grain style. So after you have your color and your grain style, then you choose your edge. edge. And we recommend not sharp corners. <laughs> Been there, done that. But they have a bevel edge, a rounded edge. There's like six different ones that you can choose from that also make your particular butcher block unique. And then you choose a finish. Now you can have them with the varnish on them, but then that's, it's not a true butcher block countertop. A lot of people, about 50% of people choose it that way. So, really? Yeah, so you wouldn't be oiling and doing all the things that we do to maintain ours. And it's not a lot of work. It really isn't. But if you choose it natural, you will have to oil it uh, on a regular basis. Um, and then they have like this cream barrier you can put on, and that helps things not to soak into it as far as stains and things you might spill. Um, so that's, that's really good. But we don't do it all that often. They are very, very sturdy. Very, they hold up very well. On the interior of a home that is kept, generally speaking, around the 70 degree, you know, between 70 and 78, even in the uh, wintertime, you know, maybe 60s, that 
being in that temperature is a big part of the longevity. I mean, that, that can be the biggest part of your wood preservation Well, yeah, there's less right expansion there. and, all, and contraction and all. But I also found out something interesting in visiting with the, the people at Butcher Block Company is you want to be careful that you, you know, you can't go in this showroom, right, and see it, so they'll send you a sample. But you want to be careful ordering online. There are big box stores that sell um, Butcher Block, and you say, oh, wow, that's a good price. But you know what? They're lighter, and they're lighter because they've got a holler core, and they're filled with foam. So those are don't last as long. They're not as heavy, and they don't. They're much harder to drill out well, your sink space. And it would seem to completely defeat the purpose <laughs> of having something filled with foam, to where a, a butcher block that's a couple inches thick, you know, you sand it every decade, yeah. and the use out of it, you know, why would you get something hollowed out? That kind of seems to defeat the purpose. Well, it, would be, it would be kind of short-sighted. <laughs> you know, you're trying to save money or whatever. But if you buy a good quality butcher block, it'll last you a lifetime. So it's that's my, my spiel. And it's my favorite countertop material. Now, at Rosie Remodeling, our customer's favorite countertop material the last five years has, has been quartz. When we visited oh, with Cambria last week, they're an amazing product. We, we haven't put a granite countertop in in over five years. Even the ones that ask for granite, then you show them the quartz product yeah. and the reasons for it. And I don't know anyone... When you're looking at longevity, would take quartz over uh, granite. The people that still select granite are the ones that like to say, you know, because this was a physical slab yeah. mined out of the ground, there's not another piece of granite like this in the world. That's it's mine. True. It's all mine, well, it's and a, it's here at my house. It's a piece of artwork, you know, <laughs> kind of an artwork. And, and, there when are, you're, and there are pieces of slabs that are just that unique. The, there are, and that's one benefit to granite if you want to be that unique. But then the bad thing about it is, let's say you're on a granite shop one day, and there's two people there, and they pick out the same slab. You can't. You know, it's right. it's only one person's going to get that. You go to a quartz that's manufactured, they can replicate that impression, you know, and ultimately until... The, Pretty well. I, I was going to say, until you ran out of quartz, that I don't think we... We and could if, ever make that many countertops. To and do. if sustainability is important, you know, I know it's a lot of people, more important to some people than others. It is an important topic. But there's a great website called greenbuildingsupply.com, and they kind of help you think through. There's all kinds of things that make up sustainability, and you have to figure out what's most important to you as far as that component of things. But it kind of tells you how to go through it. And Cambria uh, qualifies for green building. And one of the big reasons is the, the greenest thing you can do is install something that's going to last forever amen not throwing it away makes it green because you've got to no matter what in the manufacturing process it takes fossil fuels it takes transportation it takes a lot of energy to manufacture something so using products that you only have to manufacture once is the biggest part of going green (laughs) which blows my mind when you see these people that try and advertise green and sustainability and they're slapping sticks and stucco together in, in a house and so we need to find, have Gary find some soapbox <laughs> music using for you. Masonry. <laughs> That's right. We have some for Rose. We need to find you your own soapbox. You music. know, which brings me to an interesting topic we are going to cover uh, in a little bit. It is a horrible thing, the fire that took down the church at Notre, Notre Dame, Dame in France. And one of the most interesting things about that that I was reading, they can never rebuild the roof the same way. The roof yeah. is what they called the forest. It was 1,400 individually hand-carved timbers. 
there aren't that many trees that size left in the world wow. to be able to replicate what they originally built that with. And I would, wouldn't you have just loved to have seen how they cut those trees down oh. and harvested those trees and transported them and lifted them 100 feet in the air with no mechanical equipment, no heavy machinery. Um, and as sad as that is, for a, somebody in the trades, is this not just an incredible opportunity to go work on the restoration and say, I helped rebuild this. I did this work on this when they, historic structure. Romy, when they laid the foundations and the cornerstone for the Notre Dame Cathedral, mm-hmm. the people that were doing that knew they would never see the completion of that building. They knew when they started it, it was 300 years in building it. Spend your whole life building something you never get to see the fruit of. You never get to see the finished product. Is that incredible? What an interesting time that we're in right now that a craftsman could go there. I mean, I'm a far cry to believe they would select me to help work on that. But, you know, it was like, man, if this happened 20 years ago when I was single, I would absolutely go, you know, what do I got to do just to be part of this reconstruction and learn the old world tricks and the carving and the masonry skill that oh. goes into this this type of building. I just want to know what it would feel like to walk in a forest with trees that tall. <laughs> I would yeah. just like to know, what does it feel like to be the plumber that burned it down? Oh, I don't think I want to know that feeling. <laughs> That's their last performance for Rosie on the House, but the Arizona Wildflowers will be performing live here shortly for two hours on the stage. Thank you. Y'all have been wonderful. Family of four, well, there's seven siblings. Four sisters are currently in the band. And I understand the four-year-old brother is going to make a day, uh, an appearance a little later? Oh, not today. Oh, not today. I have bad, inf- uh, bad information. <laughs> but I, I hear the four-year-old and... It won't be long before the two-year-old, I bet, gets up there and tries to steal the show. <laughs> Daddy's got her work built in. That's live uh, performance that uh, will continue again until 1 o'clock here at Rosie on the House. And although the broadcast will be done, the, we'll be here, the Rosie on the House promotion van. Just look for the Ford Transit with the Rosie on the House logo. Uh, and we've got a number of promotional items still to give away as well. Arizona Highway calendars, our Rosie on the House calendars, the Arizona Highway's camping guide, their fishing guide. We have state park passes. We have Diamondbacks uh, suite tickets. We've got boots and burgers. Just come up to the Rosie on the House promotion table and say hoot nanny and have your choice of whatever's left till it's all gone. Oh, that's fantastic. 
you know, we were talking countertops, and we were talking about the the pros and cons of the different materials. We've talked about butcher block, we've talked about quartz, we've talked about natural granite, and the fact that we just don't put in much granite right now, unless someone specifically, like Romy mentioned, wants a particular pattern that will be completely unique to that kitchen for the life of the kitchen, most people opt for the quartz, which is a much lower maintenance, much less susceptible to staining. And with that said, I can't pass up the opportunity of talking about the most expensive granite I've ever seen was the deepest, darkest, bluest granite that just looked magical. And it was from a quarry underwater what? in the Mediterranean Sea off the coast of Italy. And they had three slabs of it. And Romy, the price tag they had mm, for those three slabs. That was slabs, what I was going to ask. The price <laughs> you could buy just outside the Sanderson Ford showroom where we're broadcasting right now. There's a all tw- 30 there's of a, those Mustangs. There's a 2019 <laughs> F350 dually lariat package gorgeous truck absolutely gorgeous that you bought for me you could <laughs> you could buy that truck for less than those three slabs <laughs> i bet and the last time i was in the showroom where that slab those slabs were they were gone oh wow so somebody somebody picked them so up so you didn't get to see them in place though so no i didn't get to see them in place but mined from an underwater Wow. Absolutely gorgeous material. Now, that's one of a kind. Truly, truly one of a kind. And most people, though, are not, never going to know the difference to either. <laughs> if you put in a quartz countertop versus a granite one, somebody walks in, they're going to think it's granite. It's the difference between an original Monet and a G clay. Now, other products would be concrete countertop and or stainless steel which we see a bit of stainless steel going in. A lot of people like to complement their stainless steel finish, professional-grade appliances, and that finishes off a fairly contemporary look, and it's a clean countertop as long as you stay after it and keep it disinfected. And the marble, of course, is a great product for bakers who mm-hmm. like to roll out their pie doughs, their, uh, their buttermilk biscuits, and whatever have you. But marble does tend to be a little bit soft, so you have to be very careful around the edges. Well, the Arizona wildflowers are out on the Sanderson Ford stage, getting ready to start their 11 o'clock jam session. They'll be here through 1 o'clock. We've got the Hoot Nanny sale going on. It's a six, in commemoration of the 64th anniversary of Sanderson Ford. If you've been thinking about a possible new vehicle, you ought to get out here today to Sanderson Ford.